Good afternoon. It's Wednesday, the 7th of April in the year of our Lord, 2021, and it's just gone noon. We're here with Clive DeCarl with the Good Life Health Show. We are a day late, but we're here. How are we, Clive? Uh, I am on top form, thank you very much. It was snowing yesterday and incredibly sunny at the same time. It's absolutely freezing in Devon, absolutely bitter. I haven't seen any snow, but there was flurries as I was driving along the uh, M4 and M5 yesterday. So I was sent a video of, I don't know if they're Russian or Polish, who knows, uh, a video with some guys doing a, I presume a test. They had a big pile of masks. They poured some boiling water into a bowl. They uh, then put the mask, stretched it out and put it over the boiling water. And all of a sudden, these, all these horrible little things started coming up, almost like little nanoparticles started shining. What's that all about, Clive? Well, it would appear that a lot of people are doing a lot of experiments uh, with heat and damp and microscopes, looking at these microfibers, which are in the paper masks, or at least some of them, and some of them appear once they're warmed up and uh, moistened to start moving around. Now, um, Morgellons is what they're calling it. Uh, and the first time I saw Morgellons or didn't see it uh, was some, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Somebody, I just heard about Morgell Morgellons because a few people were getting very scared about, about this idea that some people were seeing what looked like microfibers coming out of their skin. And a few people have been telling me about this. And then uh, I was around at somebody's house and they said, oh, I've got one. They said, do you want to take a look? I said, well, I don't know. He said, it's in my penis. It's coming out of my penis. Uh, a worm-like, but not, but, but of some sort of artificial material. Some people describe it like wires coming out of their skin. And um, it's, very, it's a very bizarre phenomenon if you look up Morgellons, probably not on Google, <clears throat> but anywhere else, you may well find photographs of it. And you know, I don't trust, obviously, I'm sure nobody listening to this really trusts the government. And for masks to be mandated when they clearly don't work, I mean, it says on the boxes of the paper masks that they, they're no good for viruses, that the supposed size of a viral particle is a, a 50th or more smaller than the holes in the mask. Um, so, I think there is almost always, isn't there another agenda, whatever they're telling us to do, they've got more than one agenda usually going on at once. Um, more frightening than the masks possibly is the PCR test. Um, there are loads of experiments now where they take a PCR test, open a brand new one and rub it against a piece of meat as if you were shoving it up somebody's nose. And if you can imagine uh, brushes, you know, let, let, let's say that under a microscope, the surface of the PCR test like, looks like, like a brush with lots of sort of, if you like, sharp bits sticking out like a tooth, out of, like, like out of a toothbrush. And these are breaking off on the meat and, and sticking there. So it would seem that they are injecting things, uh, physical elements into the body with the PCR tests. So I think everybody needs to drastically wake up. I mean, the figures coming out of America now really causing people to, to wake up. I mean, John F. Kennedy Jr. has just won another case uh, showing that there's Robert, never... Robert, Robert, Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, sorry, uh, Robert yeah. F. Kennedy Jr. 
just just won another case against the American government because despite everything they've claimed over the last 30 years, there's never been a proper clinical trial done on any of these vaccines. It's it's insane. On top of that, with the figures now of Florida and Texas reopening, whereas California and New York remained in lockdown, the, the governor of New York said it would be a disaster. There'd be you know, carnage, people dying. But of course, the opposite has happened. Uh, almost nobody's ill in those places where California and New York uh, have a much higher death rate per capita. And uh, the fact is that it's being disproved. It, the, the whole idea that we're in a, a pandemic it, it is totally debunked. If you care to look, even the British government back in March said it wasn't, isn't a pandemic anymore. That's right. I mean, Debs and I have done quite a lot. We do our nightly finding shows. And obviously she's an ex um, Royal College of Nursing nurse, sister. And she's really has delved quite into it. She's also looked at the SPARS 25. I mean, that was actually last year and I see a lot of people are starting to pick it up. Uh, but a lot of that was, um, she, she picked up. But the other thing we have to think of, Clive, is people pay a lot of money for their health insurance now. So the question is, if somebody has the COVID test and becomes ill and then wants to use their private health care, are there, are there policies going to be valid as they're trying out an experimental vaccine? Because well, that's what it is, isn't it? That's, well, it's not even a vaccine, it's experimental it's exactly. gene yeah. therapy. But yeah. yes, already some insurance policies have said we won't cover you uh, because it's an untried experimental thing. And, uh, you know, people, people are waking up that they can't go on holiday. Now in America, they're saying that at least 75% of people need to have both jabs before they can get any freedom back, you know, in some of the states. Uh, it's becoming unwound, I believe. I mean, obviously, people are still deeply hypnotized, so no matter how much you hit them with the truth, so to speak, they'll still pretend nothing's happened. But yeah. I'm hopeful there's a German uh, lawyer. He's the one who won against Deutsche Bank. He's the one that won against Volkswagen Group, you know, when they did the diesel engine swindle where they you know, uh, put in a device to counter the testing of emissions. He won both cases against Deutsche Bank and against VW. And he's now taken on uh, this uh, challenge legally in Germany and oh, rather in America, uh, he's in America. Um, and, you know, there's so much going against them. The Michael Obermacia, uh lawsuit has been accepted now. So, you know, the key players like Chris Whitty are going to be up in court. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was Governor Abbott, I think, yesterday has banned the lockdown. Uh, has banned the vaccine passport and the and the who have come out and said they're not they're not recommending it so uh, it's just uh it, it, it's just it's we're like we're living so surreally it's ridiculous i said to Debs, we are now at the 7th of april it's how have we got here like two like two months we're going to be halfway through the year it's just it's just crazy, crazy times, Carl. Just one more thing on this Margolins. So is it a parasite, this Margolins? It's Morgellons. Morgellons. Um, the people seem to believe that is, it is a manufactured, like, nanorobot thing, which is probably being injected into the body uh, in vaccines or other ways, perhaps. 
and that it's growing, replicate, self-replicating self nanobot, I think is what it's called. Because it's really bizarre, just you said about it coming out of people's skin. I remember when I was married over 10 years ago now, my husband had this thing on his arm and he's long wire from his arm, but it, it, was, it, didn't, it didn't look live. It was just like a long string that he pulled out. And it was very bizarre and it, he, he never got it again. He just managed to pull it out. Um, I was so... It's only because you said about how you've just described it, it just made me think of that. Could have that been, uh, it, but maybe yes, well, it wasn't even around him. That sounds exactly that. They don't have to be moving to come out. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he was kind of squeezing it. Because I was, what the hell's that on my arm? And he was scratching it and then he kind of squeezed it a bit and he literally pulled this long string. And it's like, where the hell? What? Never got it again, as far as I'm aware. Uh, so that's interesting. So what else have we got on the health news uh, side, Carl? And uh, what should everybody start uh, taking coming into the spring, summer month, hay fever months? Uh, people will be grabbing their antihistamines. Uh, what do you recommend for keeping your health safe during the spring? And is there any latest news? Well, um, clearly, uh, one needs to de-stress at this time and to make sure one's got full control of one's brain. And you're calling me Carl by accident. Aside from that. Uh, I'm so sorry. Why did I, I don't know, Clive. I'm sorry. So sorry. Uh, uh, people do it. <laughs> uh, uh, people do it. Uh, yeah, but sorry. how long have we known each other? How long have we been doing the shows? Sorry, Clive. Right. <laughs> Brave, yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> everybody is so stressed. I mean, the, the first thing is to breathe. You know, people, yeah. Uh, get stressed and they start breathing through their mouth. Then if they're really stressed, they start rapid breath breathing through their mouth. And this enhances uh, the anxiety or, or even a panic attack. And uh, so the people who are anxious, we will have discussed this before, magnesium is probably the answer for them, a really good quality magnesium. And you find the dose, dose you need, you might try one, and then maybe try later on in the day another one, and maybe later on in the day try two. And uh, the thing is not to be afraid of it. Um, I can guarantee that over 95% of our listeners will be low on magnesium. I certainly am, and I'm eating really well. Um, we're, many people aren't getting magnesium, even though they might be eating loads of green leafy vegetables and dark chocolate and the other foods that contain it, because it's wiped out from the soil. The magnesium is gone in many cases from the soils. And the herbicides that they spray on like glyphosate to strip the plants of nutrients. They can grow all right, but they're not actually very healthy, uh, rather the opposite. So really I would advise everybody to take some magnesium because then you can think straight. The point is that most people are so frightened that they, they can't use critical thinking because they're too scared. And, you know, as, as I think everybody is aware, that fear has an opposite. And that opposite is love. You're either in the state of love where perhaps you're in the now. You are, everything's all right. Things may be awful in the world, but actually, you know, the, the universe, God, if you like, is everything is unfolding just as it should. There's nothing wrong. In, in one perspective. Uh, but if you fall out of the love state, then instantly you're in the fear state. And in the fear state, it's hard to remember what the love state was like because everything looks so terrible all around you. 
when you're in the now, in the moment, you know, you're, you're, um, uh, you are part of everything. I believe that we are all one, essentially. You know, the big message, right, God is love. Well, I believe we're all one. We're all part of God expressing ourselves as Lou, expressing ourselves as you. You know, we, we are, I think the universe wants to experience everything, good, bad, everything. And therefore, there's nothing actually wrong. But it's all it, it's all in God's hands. At the end of the day, I was baptised uh, on uh, on Monday, and it was a very very special moment. And I do actually, even though I've had lots of issues going on, nothing's ever simple. But I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's psychological. I don't think it is. I don't think it's psychological at all. I just feel a lot calmer, and I completely understand. You have to be in a state of love, as as what Jesus said in the Bible. Now, Clive, I need to touch on a bit of a personal subject. Menopause. My mother keeps saying, why don't you get on the HRT? Uh, no, mother, don't want to. The hot flushes, uh, blubbing, like it's ridiculous. Any little thing just triggers me and I'm just blubbing. And the hot flush, what can what can women of a certain age do? I've I've I, I no longer the, the periods have kind of stopped now. Maybe one every three four months, but nothing. What can people? What can women do? To um, sorry if I'm offending anybody out there, but unfortunately it's only women that go through the uh, menopause and have a wound. Oh, uh, men go through it vicariously. Yeah. So. Um, I think one thing that's very interesting to know is that when one can, to some degree, turn the clock back, there are a lot of reports of uh, women who have taken the Russian peptides, for example, and these are you know, peptides and proteins, um, sorry, peptides and amino acids are what protein is made up, and we're made up of protein to a, to a degree, and so, um, the peptides uh, are, they're not for vegans, they're extracted from animals, but women who've taken the ovary peptides, um, quite a few have reported that their periods have started again, where, where they finished two years prior. So I, I think that's about as close as you can get to some, if you like, an age reversal. So um, clearly that's one route, but the main reason that people are suffering from menopausal issues is lack of iodine. You know, if you're low on iodine, you're likely to get all the symptoms, every single one. Right, that makes sense. Well, I have actually just, after my lovely package you sent me, I've started taking the iodine. And is it, is it two drops every day? Because I know there is a danger with iodine that you can, uh, it can be very dangerous. I know somebody who was, uh, she's actually sort of like from the Russian area and her grandmother apparently always used to put iodine on her. And I said, oh, was that because you were near Chernobyl? And she didn't actually know what I was talking about. But she's had a major problem with her thyroid all her life because of the iodine that her grandmother used to cover her in. And when I mentioned it to somebody else, they said, well, that would make sense. They were near Chernobyl. <laughs> um, but there is a, there can be a danger of, of using too much iodine, isn't there? Because it can cause problems with the thyroid. Well, you'd have to use vast amounts over a very long period of time for that to happen. Um, I mean, for, for instance, uh, Japanese women 
by eating lots of fish as they do and lots of seaweed at every meal, they get the equivalent of about 12 milligrams uh, of iodine and they do fine on 12 milligrams. Most doctors, if they know anything about iodine, will, will prescribe it in micrograms, not milligrams, micrograms, you know. So uh, a, a thousand times smaller. So uh, what you're looking at really is um, if, you, if you're low on iodine and the symptoms might be dry skin, uh, memory issues, foggy thinking, inability to walk in a room and forget and remember why you walked in. It might, it might be uh, very hot, hot flushes or the opposite, cold hands and feet. Everything uh, you've just described by the coldness you've just hit on, uh, my memory is just to shot. Yeah, so uh, to fix that, let's say you're a normal weight and height, yep. something like six to eight drops uh, of iodine would be the way forward. Now, I'm not giving any medical advice. I'm just no. re repeating what medical doctors who are experts in iodine have told me in the many interviews that I've done over the years and the research. So six to eight drops. Now, what type of iodine? Because there are different types. Now, some people uh, have heard of nascent iodine, which um, in my opinion is way too weak to have an effect with something like the menopause in a short time. Whereas Lugol's iodine uh, has been around for 150 years or so, used to be an absolute go-to for medical doctors who didn't know what was wrong with you, they give you Lugol's iodine, and they would have given much higher doses than we're talking about, significantly higher doses. Six to eight drops comes out to something like 50 milligrams. And, uh, you know, the, the, they could have given um, oh, 100 times more, probably, uh, back 150 years ago, but just for short periods of time, because it was used in high doses to fix, a spe fix specific issues. Everybody who's got low thyroid or high thyroid is almost certainly missing iodine. Now, there are many strengths of Lugol's iodine, and I'm talking about 12%, 12% strength. And um, it is so remarkably effective, and it normally it's remarkably safe. I mean, remember that after operations, doctors still today get a paintbrush and paint iodine all, all yes. over or around yes. the wound. So, and that, that's a pretty large dose, you know. Um, you know, we're talking drops and they're talking paintbrushfuls. Um, so, you know, for a short period of time, high doses are absolutely fine and probably quite useful. Um, but six to eight drops for often within six to eight weeks, people find that they remember why they're walking in the room, the dry skin stopped, the thyroid issues have reduced, they may need to come off the thyroxine drug they may be taking. Um, they should find that their whole mental clarity has changed dramatically. And, you know, IQ in the intelligence quotient is directly, provably related to iodine. So the children, they've done loads of tests with children, school children who've got enough iodine have a much higher IQ. Just simple, they're the ones at the top of the class. Iodine deficiency alone is responsible for dumbing down the population. So what, what reduces your iodine levels? Chlorine, bromine, and fluoride. So if your child is brushing their teeth in strawberry flavored uh, fluoride toothpaste and swallowing it afterwards, they're poisoning themselves. Yeah. Um, what you... about weight loss? Because I, I don't eat a lot. I, you know, I, 
I do not eat a lot. I probably have one sort of like uh, one proper meal a day. I try not to eat. I don't eat after seven o'clock of an evening. Um, I was having the odd sneaky glass of wine, but I've stopped. I haven't had any drinks. Does the iodine help for that? I mean, I suppose a lot of everyone's put on a bit of a belly, I presume, over the whole lockdown story but i i'm just having trouble i just need to look at a bit of food and it's it's just there it's straight on me well there, i mean there are a number of answers to that uh one is that uh people who have a thyroid issue low thyroid issue um very often uh, uh eating a lot seems to be one of the things that they do and they put on weight so there are a number of ways to consider why you're putting on a lot of weight and what you need to do to fix it. Um, the first thing is um, for people to ask themselves, well, how is my digestion? When I eat some food, do, do I get a bloated stomach? Do I feel tired after a meal? Because both those things shouldn't happen. If eating a meal tires you out, either you've absolutely stuffed yourself or you're having a slightly adverse reaction. You know, after a meal, one should feel like going out and playing tennis rather than groaning and sleeping for an hour. Oh, right. So uh, most people, unfortunately, have what's, what you might call an allergy to modern grains, particularly wheat. You know, when I was young, I never knew anybody had a problem with a grain. You, know, you can't eat bread. You've got a problem with what's that thing called gluten? Unheard of, really. Unheard yeah, of. yeah. And what happened was they changed wheat, they hybridized it to make the dwarf wheat. They won a Nobel Prize because it, it grows more wheat, but they changed the genetic structure basically of the wheat to do it. And by doing that now, seems like maybe half the population or something like that can't get on with wheat properly. Then if they spray glyphosate herbicide, you know, Monsanto Bayer product, you know, they spray that on the wheat plants, what happens is that it hastens their death. So when a plant dies, particularly if it, you know, when a plant's dying, all the energy is, you know, the, the plant's not going to repair itself or, you know, it gives up and pushes all the energy into the seed so that the seed is as big and fat and ready as possible for, for its survival next year. So, but when they, so the, the spraying on the glyphosate 10 days before the end of harvest speeds that process up and although uh, i've had, had discussions with farmers who don't agree with 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 my way of looking at it i think that uh putting on a herbicide 10 days before harvest to dry to, it desiccates the plants uh there's less mess to clear up in the field afterwards because we're not allowed to burn the crops like we always did for tens of thousands of years here yeah, we burn the stubble at the end of uh, the harvest um and now that's banned and of course, burning uh, puts minerals back in the soil. But if you, well, anyway, I suppose desiccation would as well. But yeah. um, you know, farming now is a criminal enterprise. Very few yeah. small farmers left. And those that I've spoken to who grow for the supermarkets, they say things like, well, um, obviously we don't eat that stuff ourselves. We've got our own patch around the corner because we don't want to eat stuff that's been sprayed. But uh, the supermarkets insist that the the growing has to be done this way, this way, and this way, so there are no blemishes. And um, 
you know, farming practices are dictated to a large degree by the supermarkets who want their chocolate biscuits to, to be a quid. You know, how can a packet, big packet of chocolate biscuits, which was a pound 20 years ago, still be a pound now? But um, your fruit and veg is absolutely ridiculous amounts if you well, want you know, to buy what, organic. What, well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. And what they've done to make the, the biscuits cheap is, is they've insisted that the rainforest and stuff gets cut down and they plant palm oil in place of the orangutans. And that's how our cho chocolate biscuits get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper by devastating the world. You know, the real cost of the packet of chocolate biscuits is, is a global, you know, destruction yeah. of life. I mean, it's incredible, you know, how... I mean, it can easily all be changed. I'm optimistic. You know, while I might sound pessimistic, I'm actually optimistic because all be changed so simply. I mean, for instance, um, I rented a house some years ago, which um, uh, horses had been grazing it for years. And it was surrounded by oak trees, but, you know, a couple of two, two, three acre field. And the first year that they took the horses out and it was left fallow, there were maybe I don't know, a thousand little oak tree saplings growing. And two yeah. years, three years later, it was a forest. It had become a forest in no time. Where I live here, there's ash all over the place. And there would be a forest here uh, immediately. If it, so the, what I'm saying is that nature does recover fantastically if you leave it alone a bit. And so I, I am optimistic, but we need to understand that the food, you know, take a packet of bread. You know, I mentioned the dangerous halogens. Uh, chlorine, fluoride, and bromine. Is there bromine in bread? Generally, yes. If your bro, if your bread is comes in a packet and it says flour improver, that's bromine. So each time you give flour improver to um, your children, you're dumbing them down. Each time they go swimming in chlorine in a swimming pool, you're dumbing them down. Uh, drinking water with fluoride in it, you're you, yeah. There are some countries you can go to where it, they've been fluoridating for years. And uh, I don't want to mention names of countries, but you can tell one country to another because a heavily fluoridated country, the people's response, their mental capacity is slower than you're used to if you're in a non-fluoridated area. It's incredible, Clive. Incredible. But you can fix it. You can fix it because iodine will... Uh, let's say you want to go for a swing, you want to go for a swim, and it's a highly chlorinated pool and smells awful, and you don't really want to get in it. If you take some iodine prior to getting in the pool, uh, then if, if your iodine receptors are uh, full of iodine, there's nowhere for the bromine, chlorine, or fluoride to go so easily. And so the thing is to take iodine before swimming and take some iodine after swimming so that um, you're not damaged by it. If there's fluoride, then borax, which you can buy a kilo of real borax, not borax substitute, real borax, which neutralizes fluoride. So if you put a teaspoonful in the bath, it will neutralize the fluoride. Put a pinch, tiny pinch in a liter of water, and not only will it neutralize the fluoride, but it, it will boost your hormone levels. You know, it boosts wow. testosterone, and both men and women have testosterone. Um, borax contains the mineral boron, and you don't need to buy boron separately. Borax basically essentially is uh, boron, 
and I say tiny, tiny amounts, you know, everybody should research themselves, um, will neutralize fluoride and you know, intelligence will increase. Not only that, but fluoride builds up in the pineal gland and the pineal gland supposedly is the gland of connection to everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, just for Margolins, uh, and if it is a parasite, would something like diatonaceous earth help? Like get rid of it if somebody does pick yeah, up- There's no evidence that it's a parasite. There's no evidence that, no. that it is a living thing. There seems, seems to be considerable evidence that it's a, a man-made thing. Yes, okay. uh, so, so I don't think anybody knows how to defeat it. It's possible that frequencies might do that. Yeah. There have been experiments done by huge organizations like Sibagaigi. It's called the Sibagaigi effect, where they took genetically modified seeds, blasted them with uh, frequencies or, um, of some kind, and reverted them not back to their pre-genetically modified state, but right back, way back when, to thousands of years ago. So it does appear that um, technology may come to the rescue of people who've got more gallons. Uh, it's, it's possible. Um, uh, Tony Pantaloresco, um, uh, 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 a health specialist from Canada, uh, he tells people how to make uh, a device which, in his experience, has negated uh, Morgellons. Wow. Tony Pantaloresco, his name is. Thanks. Well, that's it, Clive. We're out of time. Thank you so much. What should we cover next week? We'll be back as a, on a Tuesday, as usual. Um, what, 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 what's catching we, your eye to we, chat we, about we, next weekend? Well, we could talk more about antidepressants. We didn't really quite finish on, on the sort of the uh, iodine question. I would recommend That's people it. watch a video called Iodine, Why You Need It, Why You Can't Live Without It. Anybody in my secret health club, you'll find it there under the uh, thyroid iodine section. I've got a lot of videos that, that really explain uh, how to fix people's thyroids and uh, weight. You know, one thing that is one of the best weight loss things out there is coconut oil by the way uh, okay yeah you'd think that fat would make you fat but coconut oil it appears from the i research, do actually it, use it i do use it but yeah go on please tell everybody well, how it's incredibly benefits. filling i mean you know, it, at the beginning of a meal they serve you uh, bread right to make you because bread makes you ravenous if they served you cheese like or an egg or something you'd be feel quite full um you know, uh, eating dense uh, fat like cheese or something like that fills you up, fills you up quite fast. But it's the um, the coconut oil that's that's worked really well for a lot of people. And if people are eating too much, then they need the full thick minerals. And some people might want to uh, take the mineral chromium. Lots of things that take the appetite away because we're eating for minerals. We're not eating to be full. Well, what we'll do is we'll touch on, we'll, we'll carry on this conversation about depression and uh, probably check in the uh, menopause, etc. next week. So everybody, Clive's got an amazing website, clivedecarl.com. There's products, there's the Secret Health Club, everything you need to do, uh, you need for your health, go and have a look at that. And Clive, do you still do... Um, do you still um, do like surgeries over Skype if people want a one-to-one -one with you? 
Uh, I do occasionally, but I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty booked up. But you know, right. if, if if somebody needs my advice, then I always try and give it. Yeah, and I, 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 I know that he's a, he's always my first point of call, aren't you, Clive? Always <laughs> go to the doctors, come back, phone Clive, do it naturally. So that's it anyway for the Good Life Health Show. We'll be back next Tuesday. I'll be back later on with Debbie Evans for a finding show. And Mark Devlin's joining us later on in the week as well. So thank you so much, Clive. Thank you, Lou. And uh, one thing I forgot, people who take iodine need to take selenium as well or eat selenium-rich foods. They can research what those are important. Fantastic. Thanks, Clive. That's it. LouCollins.uk for all the shows, articles. And I'm noticing the sparse pandemic coming uh, on the news quite a lot recently in all the alternative news sites. Uh, Debs and I did a huge show and she's got an article up on the sparse pandemic 2025. We were covering that in November. So um, it's good that other sites are now catching up. So lucecollins.uk. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so from there as well. So we'll be back later. Bye, guys. Drink a bit.